Coming up at uh, 1220, we're going to check in with Hall of Famer Walter Jones, and he will uh, he'll respond. He'll tell you why uh, going to these mini camps and training camps are very important yeah, if right. you want to be a good football player. Right. Uh, he'll talk about Earl Thomas Lunch with listeners brought to you by the Other Coast Cafe. We welcome you in. We'd love to know what you're having for lunch today. Give us some ideas, some thoughts, some suggestions. What do you have for lunch today, Gas? I, I have no lunch today. I'll you're be, lunchless. Either, I'll be getting something on the way home, or if I get home, Are you going to the some, ferry? Uh, oh, yeah. Ferry yeah. lunch. Yeah, I'm never swimming across. I'm going to be uh, on the boat no matter what. I'll love me some ferry lunch. Hey, i got to update you on breaking news. This oh, just in. Oh, the breaking news. Yes, sir. This just in. We have uh, received confirmation. Uh, from a, a, a source close to the story that Elise Woodward will, in fact, be oh, on oh, there you go. the Facebook broadcast on Wednesday. Facebook so broadcast is back on Wednesday. All of our dreams have come true. Is it just, do who, a good job. Is it the other people, too? Is it the waltzy and then... I didn't bother asking her because, yeah. frankly, I don't care. I like Rich just as much as the next guy, but Elise is where my money is. And That's was, what was, I wanted to know about. And Reynolds was the analyst, right? Yeah, yeah. I won't see why they wouldn't use the same crew. I mean, you're trying to build some consistency. Why not use the same crew? The is she open and has warmed up to the idea? Did you did you at least offer it to her mm-hmm. that we want the idea of visiting nine different no. places for drinks? Well, that's it's kind of I. No, I haven't. I'll ask her. Would you like me to? And can it be you or do you want it to be we? You, we? How it doesn't matter. You can say me. It's my, you know, it's my idea. I don't know. If you'd like to be a part of the idea, you can, you can, you can throw in we. Puck wants or you can say you Puck wants you to, to, to go nine a... different spots. So I'm trying to think. There's Edgar's. There's the hit it here. There's the pen. There's, well, there's nine spots. The Hall of Fame oh. bar. Where's the Hall of Fame bar? The one like behind home plate, the Mariners Hall of Fame bar. Oh yeah, there's that. Heritage Distilling has Heritage yeah. Distilling. Trust me, finding nine places to get a drink in that ballpark will be the least of our concerns. I'm kind of I like that. I have not been to Edgar's, but can I tell you one thing? I am bummed that the bullpen bar is not there. Well, I'm going to tell you, you're 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 missing out if you haven't been. There oh, I know, because I, but, it's a million times better than that bullpen bar. I know, bar but was. that was a. I like the bullpen bar because it reminded me of the Kingdom. Because there used it, to be several like hidden bars in the Kingdom, yeah. and you couldn't watch any of the action. You were like in a broom closet to watch the game, I, and that's what that reminded me of. Because you would have this little little window yeah. that was like a foot high that you would look out and watch the game. I yelled at the Mariners and thinking they don't care what I think. Why would they? Yes, care? they do. They don't. They they, they love you. They, they, by, by the way, speaking of the Mariners, you go out to the game tonight, you can pick up Mariners Magazine and see a hard-hitting oh. uh, feature story I did on your guy, Raul Ibanez. Perfect. That's in there. But I don't think they care. I yelled at him from day one. I said, there's one thing and one thing only wrong with Safeco Field. The bullpen pub is a disaster. Oh. You couldn't see the field. It, it was dingy. It was. It's a great description. It was like an old but piece. If they had called it the kingdom and decorated yeah. it with like oh, leaky cool. pipes and all that, yeah. then it would have been great. But it just was, it just, God, and then they finally got smart yeah. and took the roof off and, and, and made it a you. big open air. To each uh, their own. Tacaria, it's fantastic. Uh, to each their own. I loved it. Well, I loved the bullpen bar. I was probably in the minority, but it just reminded me of the Great Kingdom. Uh, Lunch with listeners brought to you by the Other Coast Cafe. If you'd like a great sandwich, may I introduce you to the Other Coast Cafe, the Raging Cajun, the Detonator. Uh, get yourself a uh, get yourself a, a meatball turkey meatball sub. Three great locations: Capitol Hill, Ballard, and also uh, Queen Anne. And one of you can come away right now with a, a, a wonderful gift card there to the Other Coast Cafe. How about we uh, we could ask people at two eight six nine five nine five and one eight hundred eight two nine zero nine five zero a serious and then a not serious question. Okay, about Earl. They could weigh in on our day on your daily poll question 
about what Earl Thomas will be doing this week since he's not going to be at minicamp. He's got a lot of free time, so right now, and 253 votes, so eh, just so-so turnout, but still an hour in the poll. 40% still say naked cycling in Fremont during the Solstice Parade on, on Saturday, which if, if you're new to Seattle, and a lot of you are, and you've never been to the Solstice Parade, and you think we're joking about the naked bicyclists, it's awesome. Go see it. It's just awesome. 26% say he'll be out collecting head tax signatures, either for or against. We don't think that really matters. 20% have him playing in the Mayor of Maple Valley Open on Friday, and 14% have him at the Georgian Dragon watching the World Cup, which, remember, at the Georgian Dragon for the World Cup, uh, they set up outside, too. So, I mean, yes. it's, a, it's, an in, it's, a, it's more of a bar that you think of going like in, in, yeah. you know, inside. But if you're like, hey, I want to be outside, take advantage of the great weather this weekend, they'll have outdoor seating available. So weigh in our poll question, 286-9595-1-800-829-0950. That's kind of a funny angle. You want a serious angle, just your thoughts on Earl Thomas holding out. I mean, that's pretty open-ended. Yeah. What do you feel about it? Are you, are you enraged like some people are in this town? And like They're so mad that they're turning red in the face that they're so screaming into microphones about about why he's not here and how it's the, the worst thing for the team? Or are you like, ah, whatever, it's minicamp. We'll wait and see. One, if he, hang, if he holds out in training camp. And, and then the other option would be, is he going to actually miss games? Because, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I guess it doesn't become a serious matter for me. I don't. I'm not going to tell how other people to feel. No, but I know what you mean. I'm with I you mean, 100%. Until he's gonna, if he's going to cost them games, mm-hmm. then, yeah, that's when it becomes a serious matter that he's not here. Him missing minicamp, I don't think their win-loss record this year will be impacted by him missing minicamp. As I, I don't s- think. As I said, beyond the cliche of, well, you know, I, I don't ever remember in the in the wake of the Lombardi trophy being handed out a coach or an owner or the quarterback right. or the MVP saying you know really minicamp was the difference for this team this year it's just not earl will be in great shape if he's if he wants to play week 1 he'll be ready to go week 1 what's he going to miss if he misses exhibition games he'll miss like five plays in the first game yeah 10 plays in the second game and maybe a half in the third game it's nothing I'd be interested in the choices. One, here are the choices that I'm thinking about. One, he clearly wants to play for the Cowboys, right? And I don't think the Seahawks is just simply, hey, you can go play for the Cowboys. I wouldn't make it easy on Earl Thomas. But is it is it playing for the Cowboys, playing for the Seahawks? Would they really think about just allowing him to play out a one-year deal? Or will they trade him? I mean, I don't mm-hmm. know. It's I can't see the Seahawks wanting to allow him just to play out the one year and then allowing him to walk. Right. Although I think Earl would do it. Like I think you Earl, think he'd play the year if that's what it comes so. down to. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't think he's gonna. I don't. And I don't think he would hold out until whatever it is, week not ten or whatever it is, and then come back because I just think that he would miss so many game checks that it would drive him nuts. Mm-hmm. Would you see it happen? Would you like an update on our breaking news in yeah. the hour? Yes. Uh, will I, she do it? I sent a text. I said Puck wants you to have a drink at a different spot each inning. Elise responds with this. Uh Of course he does. I'm glad you guys have such mad respect for the ladies that aren't scared to throw back once in a while. Is that a shot? And then Beerstein, Beerstein, Beerstein. So So she's not offended. No, I don't think so. I think. uh, Okay, good. Because you know what? If we, 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 I don't want to cause trouble. We don't want to cause any trouble here. About you know why does she have to go to the game and drink? Can't she just go to the game and appreciate? (laughs) Trust me, she can go to the game do whatever she wants. Uh, I think. Let's see. Reading a text. uh, Seahawks from the four two five should not do another contract. Contract for Earl, uh, they should trade him or cut him 
He's not worth Eric Berry money. They re- they really screwed up the cam contract. All right, you got to take the cut him part yeah, out. Yeah, not going to. All right, him. that's dumb. Not, that's not if gonna... you want to trade him, okay. If you don't think he's worth the contract, okay. You're not going to cut him. That's ridiculous. No, it's not going to happen. No, and nor should you cut him. It, but you know, it is. I I think though, you know, I I think the thought would be. You better come. You better have an idea what you're going to do before you know this season gets too close. Because, you know, I just think from um, if you're willing to roll the dice on it, even though I feel that he would play that season, you don't know because you're not inside Earl's head. Right. You right. have no idea what Earl Thomas is thinking, whether or not he would actually would he actually do it. I think the guy's so addicted to the sport that he it, he couldn't allow himself to sit out. Because it would eat at him so much. And maybe they're thinking that as well. There is a side of me still that's kind of surprised it's gotten to this. And it, it happened with Chance. It can happen. I mean, yeah. it's not like the Hawks are immune to this. But since they were in the mode of moving guys on, mm-hmm. you know, it almost makes me feel like, well, maybe you just should have bit the bullet and done everybody at that point. And again, by now, you could still have people second-guessing, going, wow, you let a lot of talent go. But you'd also be like, all right, well, good. Here's here's what the new Seahawks look like, and let's yeah. move forward. You know, it's not he wouldn't get anything back. And granted, a third round draft pick doesn't sound like much. But yeah. you know, what's the old argument? Sherman was a fifth round draft yeah. pick. You never know what you're going to get. It's, out I guess of that. it's hard. I it's hard to swallow the fact that it'd be a third round pick when you're talking about a first ballot Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. It's hard. You know, it's yeah. like God. You can't get anything better than that type of pick for him. Yeah. I mean, that would just that just kind of blows me away. I just can't stand this aspect of the NFL. I really can't. Now well, it's what well, you're right though. What am I going to do? Change? Yeah, it's just it, it. you know it's. It's yeah, it's just part of the game, and it's it, it does it does hinder you from drafting successfully and building up an organization because when it comes time to pay guys, that um you know then you then you can't you got you got to cut them loose because you don't have an open salary cap. But the weird thing about the NFL is where it doesn't have a shelf life like the other sports. You know, guys in in baseball can play well into their thirties. Can but yeah, that, for right. the most part. But yeah. for the NFL, man, you get thirty three. Yeah. You're kind of done. This is Earl's, and here's the thing, before you you jump on Earl, and Puck and I have been kind of laughing at that all, remember, this is his, and he's made a lot of money, granted, but this is his last big deal yeah. that he's going to get in the sure. NFL. He's not going to, whatever this becomes, whether it's a new three-year deal with the Hawks, or he gets traded and gets a new deal somewhere, this is it. He's not yeah. going to get a big multi-year deal at the end of whatever this one is. Totally agree. All right, the man who loved training camp back in the day and loved mini camp, he loved all camps. His middle name, his nickname was Camp, actually. Walter Jones, Hall of Famer. Camp Jones? Yeah, we'll get his opinions on and his thoughts on Earl Thomas saying he will not be at minicamp. Hall of Famer next. Now back to Puckett and the Gas Man on Seattle Sports Radio 950 KJR. Entertaining sports talk. Joining us right now on the Beacon Plumbing Hotline, one of our favorite guys of all time. A man that when we were at uh, the Nickerson Street Saloon supporting Bob's Brown Ale release for charity, he allowed a lanky brewmaster from Georgetown Brewery who stands all five foot six, 135 pounds, to try and swim move around Walter Jones. You would think that our next guest, Walter Jones, on the Beacon Plumbing Hotline, would allow this brewer to maybe feel good about himself, get around him. Sack the keg that was behind Walter. What did Walter do? No. He shoved the guy into the ground and then stepped over him, grabbed the beer, pounded it, and said, Hall of Famers don't give free passes. Walter Jones joins us on the Beacon Plumbing Hotline. Hi, Walt. How you doing? 
I'm doing good, man. How you guys doing? It was raising money for charity, you know. And you, and it was the thing I loved about you when we were at that, when we shared that moment, the Nickerson Street Saloon outside, when you did that, you know what? You could have given that guy an easy route to the keg, but you didn't. You said, you know what? I'm oh, I'm always competing. I'm like Pete. I'm always competing. I'm not going to give that guy a free pass, and you sure didn't. Exactly, man. Anytime you want to get in the den, man, you have to suffer with the consequences, man. <laughs> you know, because I don't, I don't do that often, but sometimes when you get around fans, you know, sometimes people get, you know, the bravery come in, they want to try and see how it is to be in the, to be in that, in that, in that, in that trenches. So oh. I don't, I don't give nothing to them, man. The, Let them know how it feels. The best part was when the, when the guy, because I was talking to him and I forgive, I, forgive me for, I can't, I'm, um, I'm misplacing his name right now. And and he and he's like, ah oh, man, I oh, I love Walter Jones, man. I I, I want to meet him. I said, like, let's hey. I go, you know. He goes, you know, what would be really cool if I tried to if I got down a three point stance and, and maybe get around him. I said, hey, he'll do it. I guarantee he'll do it. And he gets down there. And the best thing about it, you he tried to run around. You gave him that 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 one punch, you know, that you did. And you damn near broke his chest in half. I don't think he couldn't breathe for like a week. You know, sometimes, you know, I always tell them, man, you know, they, they, you know, they call it that courage, that, that courage juice sometimes. Oh, yeah, they, they sure. Like, liquid courage. You know, liquid courage. You know, they, they, they get it. They get, they feel like they can do something that's amazing. And then they realize, man, I should have did that. Absolutely. Uh, Walter Jones joining us right now on the Beacon Plumbing Hotline, of course, Hall of Famer. And the thing about Walter is, uh, kids listening at home, he, uh, he's always maintained that it's very important to attend all mini camps and training camps if you want to be a good football player. If you don't if you don't attend these mini camps and training camps, you cannot uh, you cannot call yourself a good football player. You won't have success uh, later in life. Uh, Earl, what do you make of Earl uh, not showing up this week for the mini camp? You know, I, I, it is what it is, man. I think he made his stance, and I think as players, you know, when they get to the point where they want to. Uh, you know they need. They feel like they need a, a better contract. You know that's the stand that you know players have to make. So you know he letting the team know. He letting the fans know. You know what his attentions are. So, but for, but but for Earl, you know being a veteran guy that's been in the league for a while, I think it's fine. You know missing that not going to hurt. You know he 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 knows the defense. So. Anytime he come back, he's going to be plugged right in and play. So it's not going to be an issue on that stand. Do you think it caught uh, – people will say, well, he's turning his back on his teammates. He's not there at – he wasn't there at the uh, the voluntary workouts. Now he's not there at – you know, it's a minicamp. Is, it's mandatory that you go. How how well do you, do you think teammates – and I know you're not in that current locker room, but I want, to, I want you to take yourself back when you were, when you were playing. How will Earl be perceived by his teammates, just in your opinion, if you're looking at it, you know, a couple of hundred miles away? I think they're going to take, you know, they don't, as players, you know, when I was going through that situation, I never had a player call me or say, hey, Walt, make me do this, do that. You know, players understand that it's a business and understand they never try to get into a guy's business or his contract and tell him what he should be doing. So once you get back, those guys welcome with open arms and they, They'd be proud. Like when I came back to start playing, those guys was happy I was back. And, and like I said, they welcome you with open arms. And most of the times you get plugged in and be ready to play. It's just a matter of he's staying in shape and ready to play from the player standpoint. You know, hope he's happy. A lot of times when you walk in the door, the first thing a player say, I say, are you happy? Are you ready to play? So I think as players, I think that's what we do. Once you come into that door, we're hoping that you're ready to come here and ready to 
to be a part of this team and ready to play. Well, for those for those who don't remember, you know what you went through in terms of of holding out. Re- refresh people's memory. What the the issue that you had, you know, back in the day when you decided not to go to 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 these camps and training camp and the, and the such uh, when you were with uh, when you were with Seattle. What what led to that? And you saying, you know what, I'm rather just going to stay at home right now instead of coming to instead of coming to Cheney. You know, holding out, I think, you know, the thing about me, I try to tell, on the, let people understand about me and what's going on with, you know, him, the thing that he's literally holding out, he's on the contract, so he's definitely not on his contract. For me personally, I didn't have a contract. I was, I was, I was given the, um, the franchise tag. Mm-hmm. And so basically when you sign the franchise tag, they're just saying, okay, we signed it, we signed you up. And so you're, you're locked in. But for me personally, I was trying to get a contract done to get a contract available, a long-term contract done. So I literally, me personally, when I was going through my whole out, I wasn't under contract. I didn't have a contract or nothing like that. So it was basically just saying, okay, when, when it's basically saying, hey, here's a contract, well, but when are you going to come in and sign it? So it, it, it's the same as if you get another contract now, you have to come in and sign it. So that's all I had to do. So basically just a, a, a business stance that you do, that you make that decision with your agent and say, okay, this is the best step, and I think it's just something that will continually keep going on with a player, out the player, that that's the only way you can kind of make a stance and say, hey, I want a new contract or I want my contract done or I want a long-term contract to say, well, this is the only way I can show you that I'm serious about I need a new deal or I want a new contract. Walt, was there ever any time when, when you went through this where you'd come in, and I always liked how Holmgren worked with all you guys. I thought oh, he was so good at it. I think Carroll is too. I mean, it's hard. You're trying to manage 53 different players and different egos. But Mike had a great sense of humor. Did he ever like say, well, geez, it's about time you got it. I'll give you a hard time. Or I mean, I'm sure he was respectful towards you, but he had a good sense of humor about things. Was he ever exasperated when this happened? How, how, did, how did Mike Holmgren react when you would finally inevitably get something done and get in? I think he was happy, though. I think, you know, the first year was kind of tough, you know what I'm saying? Because you're thinking, like, this is when, you know, you have a player that's been loyal to the team and, you know, been there every time. And then all of a sudden, when that contract it kind of, like, separates you from the team and now it's it's a business standpoint. So now everybody has to be in business mode. So sometimes that can get frustrated and, 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 and everything is not relayed. So you have to almost – you have to make a stance and you basically literally saying, okay, I believe in my agent. I believe in what I'm doing here. So now you have to almost cut that, that, that sense out until you get a contract done. But, you know, coach never did, you know, talk to me any kind of way. He always respected me. So I think, and like I say in the end, as coaches, they're on the contract, they have agents too. So they understand that, but still they have to be in a business that too. They understand what's going on. You know, and coaches, he still was, <laughs> I remember one time he was trying to be a coach. He was saying, hey, why don't you just come in a week before just to get a, a couple of uh, bumps and bruises, or, like just to get used to playing football again. And, you know, I kind of laughed that off and just say, you know, once the season starts, once, you know, my checks start coming in, that's when I will come in. So <laughs> that's what I did. That's what I did. You know, and it, it never was – it was never – I thought, like, this is always, always thought because i always been – I come in that age where you have to prove yourself. So I always thought that um, – no matter if I was in shape or out of shape, they was going to play me anyway. So that was my mindset when I was working out and getting ready to play. I said, when I do come in, even if they don't tell me this, 
I know they're going to put me out there and play me. So I just wanted to make sure that I was in shape and ready to play when I got there. You know, one thing you mentioned earlier about, you know, normally players don't talk about other players and their contracts and their deals because, again, that's that's their business and what happens, you know, with their contracts and, and what they do, that's, that's up to them. You know, it's weird with Earl because he injected himself into the conversation a couple of years ago with Cam. You know, he was highly critical of, of Cam not being there and holding out. Now he is doing the same thing, and so you can accuse uh, – uh, you know, Earl, and I think it's okay to, of being hypocritical. Listen, you were very, you know, it wasn't it wasn't uh, mini camp because I think Cam showed up to mini camp, but it was training camp. We'll see if he misses a training camp, but you know, he is now doing the same thing right now that he was so critical of another player skipping out on. I know it, it, it's amazing, but I think at that time, you know, some players are, are outspoken. I think Earl is a type of guy that's very outspoken, going to say what he feels. And I think at that time he was saying what he feel. And I don't think Earl would take it anything personal if any player was to speak out now. You know, he's posting on social network about how he feels and what he's going to do. But I think in the end, he done made his decision with his agent and then with his family. So I think no, there's no one can kind of change his mind on what he's going to do. Like right now, we don't know what he's going to do, but we kind of figure out, you know, we've seen this process over and over again. We kind of know how these players do this. So, you kind of figure he probably is going to miss training camp just to make a stance. What about the fan reaction, Walt? You know, there'll be obviously some fans really, really irate about this. And again, with social media, Earl, it may filter back to him. Do you learn to just let that stuff wash off your back? I mean, we all know that if Earl comes out and plays the first game and looks like Earl Thomas, nobody's going to be upset with him anymore. But for now, People have a right to complain. That's part of what moves the sports sure. world along. The fans have a right to think their thought, thought, and move along. Is that stuff you have to really push out of your mind right now if you're Earl to try and stay true to what your belief is? I think so. I think that the, 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 the thing about it is uh, there's so much uh, social uh, media out there that he see more than what I when I was when I when I was going through this. I could go home to Alabama and. I didn't hear nothing, so because you didn't have me, I didn't have the newspaper or not like that, so you didn't hear nothing. So you was basically isolated from all that stuff that was going on. Now you can you pick up your phone and you see stuff. So he understands what what the fans are saying, what people are saying. But I think as a, the type of player that Earl is, and he understands the business side of it. I think you know you believe in your agent and whatever your agent is telling you, and whatever do, those two guys can sit down and decided on what they think they should be making or what they should be getting in a contract. So I think, you know, once you make that decision to say, hey, I'm not going to show up, you're, you're already blocked out whatever whatever people are going to say. So I think from that standpoint, he already figured out how to block those people out. So you just let people say what they want to say, but you already got in your mindset that, you know, okay, I understand this, but I, I believe in what I deserve and I'm going to stick to my to my wits. The great Walter Jones joining us on the Beacon Plumbing Hotline, a man who loved all camps, mini camp, training camp. As <laughs> long as he, he wasn't in them. He loved sleepover <laughs> camp back in the day. He'd go to camp, uh, he'd go to camp, uh, you know, or Kyla over on the, over on the peninsula. He loved all camps. <laughs> camps were fun for him. <laughs> Did you hear how exhausted he is with that? <laughs> uh, he was a big camper back in the day. He, tent camping, well, all camps. Uh, do you envision Earl knowing, knowing him a little bit? as I suppose you do, the competitor in him, it's one thing to miss some mini camp checks. It's another thing, Walt, to miss training camp checks and be fine for that. I shouldn't say checks, to be fine for it. You envision, could you see him actually 
knowing the competitor that he is, actually missing games? No, I don't see him missing games. I don't see, like you say, I don't see him missing game. I don't see him missing game check. So, yeah. you know, as a as a player, I don't see him doing that. You know, you make a stance and you got this time now to make a stand. And you, if you see stuff that he's posting, you see that he's working out and definitely getting in shape. So you can say, oh, well, he's doing the thing that he needs to do. You know, as a coach, you want him to be around here for the young guys and to kind of show that leadership, but still, again, he's a veteran guy. He know what he got to do to be ready for the play. So I don't see him missing the season because you know those are where your money is made, and when you got to put yourself on film, even if you say I want a new contract or I want to go somewhere else, that you can put yourself on film and show people that you still can go out there and perform at a very high level. So I don't see him missing the competitive person that he is missing uh, 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 the season because then that's when. And definitely those guys are going to depend on him to be out there to help those guys out to, to, to compete at a very high level. Hey, Walt, on a, on a different topic, but with the same team, what's your what's your view? And we haven't seen a lot of it yet. It's going to be fun for me to watch during minicamp a little bit, during training camp a little bit, and particularly into the season. The offensive line will have a new look. They've got really the same group of guys back, which is a step in the right direction. They've had so many different guys that have come through here in the last few years. But with Mike Solari as the coach now, they're going to have different different way of doing things. Uh, what are your, your thoughts on that? And, and just how, what, what is it like for a veteran NFL player to have to go through, okay, this is now some new stuff that I've got to pick up or, or stuff that was new to me. Uh, how big a deal is this upcoming few weeks for the offensive line to, to kind of get this new system under their belt? I think this will be a big deal, but I think the cool thing about it is that they, uh, they signed the offensive line coach pretty early in the offseason. So I think that's going to be great. You know, they signed an offense or what, an offensive coordinator pretty early. So those guys got a chance to, to see what's going on and see what this coach and, and what this offensive line coach want, want out of them. So, you know, me got a chance. I got a chance to see those guys in practice. And, you know, I saw Coach Solari talking and saying that he's going to be, it's not a lot of changes it's about just working on techniques. And I think any coach that watches them play last year, a lot of the, the play was just, uh, uh, the techniques was all over the place. You, you never, you know, watching the offensive line, most of the time, everybody got to be working and sinking. A lot of times, it seemed like those everybody was doing their own thing. So I think for 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 this unit, you got a guy that's going to definitely make sure that everybody's on the same page. You know, it's, it's okay to get beat, but if you're doing your own thing, you know, it, it's never going to work. And that, then you have your quarterback running around, trying, you know, just trying to make plays. And I think if if those guys put that in into effect, and this coach definitely going to ask those guys to go out there and definitely. I think he's going to put the best five guys that can get out there and and, and be technical sound and, and help their quarterback. I think that's going to be best. And for one thing, I think that Dwayne Brown getting another uh, offseason here, I think he's going to be great for a leadership for this team to definitely help these guys to, to be how to go out there and, and play at a high level and be dominant. So I'm looking forward to seeing what these guys are going to do this year and Looking forward to George and see what he's going to do this year and stuff. So I think it's going to be a major improvement from last year. Big Walt, appreciate it, man. Thanks for jumping on today. Uh, we will catch you. We'll catch you down the line, okay? Exactly, man. Thanks a lot, guys. There he is, Big Walter Jones, joining us on the Beacon Plumbing Hotline. Our thanks to a Big Walt for jumping on. That was nice of him. It's uh, <laughs> he, he seemed exhausted when you were listing all the camps. All the camps? He loved. He's, he's a big camp guy. He did. I always he loves camping. I'm always impressed, and we didn't bring this up. I'm yeah. always impressed. He is the only, I think, I think I'm right about this, only KJR uh, uh, sports radio personality to have a statue of himself out at SeaTac Airport. Uh, 
Oh, at SeaTac. Yeah. I don't think there's any other statue of any. You know, there might. Be I'm a, in the Pullman Moscow Airport. Are you? And yeah. Pat, o, Pat O'Day's in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, but I'm yeah. not sure he has a statue. Yeah, well, he might. Yeah. He actually has one, and he bought it and snuck it in in the middle of the night and put it out on display <laughs> at the do. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Uh, the Major Golf Challenge is back, U.S. Open edition. Log on to sportsradiokjr.com. You have nine pools uh, to pick from. You select a golfer from each one of these pools, nine total, and uh, the total score to par uh, with the combined scores of all those guys, you're going to win. We got first place prize, we got a second place uh, place prize. You got to get that in before the tournament uh, starts, uh, which of course is uh, Thursday. So you got to do what uh, you have uh, now until uh, June 13th uh, to get that in Sports Radio KJR uh, KJR the Major Golf Challenge, the U.S. Open edition. First place on the line, two rounds of golf for two people at Gamble Sands. Uh, golf course out there in Brewster, Washington. You also get one night stay at Gamble Sands. And then the second place uh, prize, two rounds of golf for two people at the Semiamu Resort and also a one night stay. All brought to you by the Boeing Classic Gamble Sands and Semiamu. More information on Gamble Sands, uh, visit gamblesands.com. Uh, Semiamu, semiamu.com. And if you want more information on the Boeing Classic coming up later this year in August, boeingclassic.com. I've selected my golfers. I got mine in. Uh, yeah, I went with uh, Group 1. I went with Dustin Johnson, Red Hot, just uh, got a victory uh, this past week. Uh, I, then I went with Ricky Fowler in pod number 2. Pod 3, I went with Mark Leishman. Pod 4, I went, I'm going to, because I'd like to see him win. I'd like to see him finally complete uh, the career, uh, career a Grand Slam. Phil Mickelson, then I went with Kevin mm-hmm. Kisner. Oh, of course, I went with Tiger Woods in, in pod 6. And then Kyle Stanley, local boy. Uh, see Woo Kim, and then finally Jimmy Walker. We have four identical picks. Nice. We have four. Uh, I picked Ricky Fowler. Perfect. I picked Phil Mickelson. Nice. I picked Tiger, and I picked Kyle Stanley. There you go. So we're we're four. We have four alike and five different. Perfect. So log on Sports Radio KJR uh, KJR and uh, fill in right now all the golfers for the Major Golf Challenge. First place again, Gamble Sands. Uh, two rounds of golf for two and a night stay. Second place prize, two rounds of golf for two at the Simiamu Golf Resort. And also you get to spend a night there, up there in Bellingham. All right, the mayor of Maple Valley is getting ready for his show starting at 1 o'clock. Uh, we will talk to him next. We'll find out what he's got planned at 1. This- now back to Puckett and the Gas Man on Seattle Sports Radio 950 KJR. Entertaining sports talk. Well, I'm going to be following. The first thing I'm doing tonight is I, uh, you know, I've always said that my relief, people come to sports for relief. Yeah, right, sure. I go to the political channels for relief because I think it's more of a blank show than sports. Right, oh, yeah, I think it's it can funny, be. Because yeah. I laugh. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm going to be headed home right to all three networks tonight because he's arrived in Singapore. Dennis Rodman is there. Oh, wow. He is at the historic summit between Trump and Kim Jong un. He is there with a t shirt on. This guy is great. Peace starts in Singapore there, uh, Ian. It's brought to you by, if you can see that. Pot.com? No, potcoin.com. Potcoin Potcoin is like Bitcoin, but for weed. So he's being sponsored by potcoin.com. You ask yourself, what is potcoin? Well, it's marijuana cryptocurrency, obviously. Of course it is. So he's there. He's going to broker. Everybody knows that. I can't speak for Ian. I knew. (laughs) He's going to broker world peace. Dennis Rodman, of all people. If you would have said, pick one guy in NBA history, who would it be? Uh, Magic. He can get along with everyone. Uh, Bird drinks a lot, and everyone drinks around the world. Dennis Rodman. 
going to broker world peace, nuclear peace. Well, we've had NBA players in the Senate, in the House. Um, <laughs> in this league. I, Lord. I mean. I don't, you don't need to respond. I'm just, just telling you. He's I, there right now. I, 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 I just like a point. Uh, potcoin.com. Peace starts in Singapore. Dennis Robin is in Singapore. Ready to give a world peace. And also the other news out of the NBA that just dropped. You hear the, the trouble Lonzo Ball's in. What's he done now? Lonzo Ball just made a rap album. Which one is Lonzo? Lo- oh, he's the one in the one. He's, no, Oh, he's the Lakers. Yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. I, well, there's like five of them. Lonzo, they all have yeah, who's Dan? I can't remember. I mean, I can't. I need, I need a program. I'm with you. I need a program to keep <laughs> I need a roster here. Lonzo a lot of balls Ball. out there. <laughs> Lonzo Ball just did a diss track. Okay. You know, you know what a diss track is, Ian? No idea. You do a, you do a, you do a song and no. you diss someone. No. Okay, you would man, diss. Oh, so you're uh, ripping somebody. You're in, ripping somebody. Okay. So, well, you've done a lot of ripping people, so you, you've had to. I, I just, won't mention. Names. I just, I just have Spike down the hall do it. Uh, is what I do. Isn't, right. that, isn't that what he does? He does diss tracks. Yeah, yeah, he, did, he, he did back in the day. Did did some diss tracks. He uh, he just did a diss track on his own teammate Kyle Kuzma. Why would you do that? He just that really, just seems counterproductive to anything. Do you want a line? Do you want a Give line out line. of his diss track? Give me one line. <laughs> God, this league. This is one of the lines out of the diss track from Lonzo Ball to Kyle Kuzma. Don't you know who your daddy is? Is one of the lines. Kuzma has never met his biological father. For those who are wondering. <laughs> well, that's going to make for a fun locker room. That's good. Jesus, that's right. mother of God. I mean, if you came out like if I'm going to do a diss track, yeah. yeah. Who wouldn't would you, you do a diss track? Well, on wouldn't you end? think I'd take on somebody else in media here in town? I yeah. wouldn't pick on somebody here. Yeah. No, usually, one of my teammates. I'd be like, let's somebody try you hang. have to walk into the room with every day. Someone you're trying to win with. You're trying yeah. to win with this guy. Was, and there's, and there's and a Kyle million. Kuzma had a hell of a year. Like it's not like yeah. he's a slappy that's not going to be there, and you know, like is on verge of maybe getting cut next year. Yeah. I mean, that's a who's the guy that Drake's uh, got the 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 dish the beef with right now? Is it King Push? What's that guy? Yeah, I think Jackson? so. I you think know who that it. is? Yeah. Ah, yeah, Jackson's like, no, I have no idea what you're talking about. Please leave me alone. I'm, he's an old soul. I'm getting ready for soccer tomorrow. Yeah. Uh yeah. The diss track. If you had a diss track, if, if I did a diss track, there's one person I'm targeting. Who's that? Paul Sylvie. Yeah, really? Yeah, Paul Sylvie. Why not go after I'm coming Sylvie. after Sylvie. What'd Sylvie ever do? What didn't he do? <laughs> what hasn't he done, guys? Uh, He's made a lot of enemies over the uh, years, that Sylvie. Dis- who would you do a diss track about here at the station? At the station? Yeah, at the station. Kevin Shockey. <laughs> How, oh, wait, is he my producer these days? Yeah, oh, is. damn. He sure is. How about, let me unwind this yarn for you. How about if Puck does a diss track on Sylvie, and then there's yeah. this huge, why, why? What's going and, on with Sylvie and, and, and Puck? And then it comes out that Puck lost money on a Mid-American Conference yeah. game years ago because Sylvie hit a field goal late. Or yeah. missed one. Or missed a field, better yet, missed a shanked field goal a, late. to Shorty, yeah. and that and was it. cost Puck a hundred yeah. bucks, and he's like, I've hated him ever since that I don't that like day. Sylvie, because he's standing in the way of Egan for true success over there. <laughs> <laughs> for years. Oh, Egan, Egan says he's fine. He likes doing the weekends yeah. for some reason. Do you have a diss track? Who would it be about? Uh, me? Oh, I told you, you said shocky. shocky. Yeah, I just shocky. Who would you do one on here? Oh, I'm not about dissing anybody no, these yes, days. Oh, yes, you are. Give me a diss track. Peace and love. That's me. You want to do across the street? No. <laughs> uh, well, I could go after my own. I mean, it'd be fun to diss Graz, yeah, I guess. Then why not go for him? What are, you, yeah. what, are you, what are you talking about? That'd, that'd be fun. I, I could enjoy doing <laughs> he that. He wouldn't even know it. I'm going after Purple Sheet. Yeah. Hard on Purple Sheet. That'd be a good one to go after. Wouldn't it be? Yeah. The only control is your that always employment works. here. That always works well. Yeah. <laughs> that, always, that always works well when you argue it's, with him. It's either him or Dove. Now, people don't know who Robert... Robert Dove's the one who runs the entire... Well, he's he's the king of the empty suits. Yeah, yes. That's, <laughs> <laughs> that's what he is. I'm going to go say... Wait a minute. I'm going to write that down for my diss track. I'm going to go walk by and be like, hey, you know what Ian just called you? The yeah. king of empty suits. What do you feel about that? Uh, yeah. See how that goes. How was your weekend there, Furness? Good. 
Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. What's okay? What's wrong? No, no, today? it's fine. It's Monday. I'd rather be the weekend still. You know what's what the weekend? You know what sucks about the weekend is it just ends quickly. It yeah. just it's like I'm one day at Saturday, the next day I'm back here, and I'm like, we got the all the finishing hey. touches on the tournament on Friday. We got a busy week here, Puck. Are we ready it's, to uh, go? No, no, we're not. We're not ready yet. We're. I'm, it's just it's, it's always that week where I'm kind of in the. Hey, mm-hmm. you know, for a guy like me that likes to you know birdie hunt. Yeah, like I like to seek pins. Yeah, I like a little rain on Thursday, just a little rain. Oh yeah, and then, then on Friday we're going hunting. How about for the first time? Wow, seeking. like we can look at that forecast on, on yeah. the Friday of the open. Looks okay. Not, it looks good. Yeah, it's not usually it on the Monday. Okay. I get there and it's like you see these black clouds, yeah. and then, I, then I'll switch. Ch- like my friend MJ or Walter and the uh, sure. Q will give me, a, and I'll say, well, you know what? I don't like that forecast. What about that? maybe Steve Poole's got a better one? Nope, what, same what, one. What about the other one? You, you said MJ and you said Walter. Oh, Katie. Oh yeah. yeah okay. Maybe. How about Katie? <laughs> Katie. Is she gonna be out there? Uh, Katie will not be out there. <laughs> She's got a restraining order against you. <laughs> that's why. <laughs> why are you asking in that tone of voice? That's what I want to know. Okay. Uh, I just like to make him. Score. Katie Moore. She's great. Yeah, and, she, oh, and, she, and she's a uh, puck. Um, puck's got <laughs> puck's got an unhealthy attraction. I think. Yeah. Actually, it's not unhealthy. It's, it's not. What's unhealthy about? Uh, it? No, nothing unhealthy about, about no, it. She Ian. does a great job. All right. What do we got? The latest weather. The latest I saw was seventy and sunny. Seventy and sunny. We'll take that. We'll take yeah. that. Yeah, that sounds fantastic. The first year it was oh, my forty Lord. and pouring down rain. That was not ideal. <laughs> We're sitting there doing <laughs> the show. Ideal. We're sitting there doing the show inside. And Clint Gould, who's a GM, he keeps keeps coming in, and he's giving us this. It's going to be fine, guys. Guys, oh, it's going to be, be fine. Okay. I just looked at the Doppler again. Yeah. Uh, it's great. We're good. See those all those black clouds behind that? There's some blue sky. It's good. Well, and hey, we, Clint, your Doppler lied. Yeah, we got out there, and that thing it was yeah. not not but just you know raining what? a little had bit. Had fun dumping. We had a good time. Well, the best thing about that year was that everyone still showed up. Yeah, it was pouring down rain. We still had a lot of fun. It's weird when there's kegs of beer on the course. People tend to have a lot of fun. And that was the year why. that Ashley Ryan and Jenny Goodmanson knew. Mother Jenny Goodmanson, we're doing keg stands. Yeah, on the about that. Oh, hey, you'd have been proud of me, real quick. Yeah. A few months ago, we were talking about the big Husky baseball game last night, and they left. I think the kid's name is Demers. They left him in, and should Megs have pulled him? A boy he left him in a long time. Turns out they win. But because I like to supply ammo to both sides, I fired off to Softy and Dick. I said, you know, Bobo Brayton wouldn't have done that. He's a legend. <laughs> Bobo Brayton <laughs> would have known when to go get him. We used uh, to have a baseball program. Hey, you need to guess list before we have what's on your show. Garrett Rank, he just qualified for the, well, not just last week, the U.S. Open. He's a 30-year-old. You know what he does for a living? No. He's an NHL referee. What's his name? Garrett Rank. Really? 30-year-old native of Ontario, Canada. He's oh. going to play in the U.S. Open. He's a referee on the end. Probably spend more time refing games. It's probably not very good if we haven't heard yeah. from him. <laughs> All right. What do you got uh, coming uh, up on the show? I believe the happiest man in Seattle is going to join us at about 2.20 today. Oh, I know who that is. Rick Riz. Yeah, perfect. Rick Riz. Rizzy! You know what? And a lot of times Rick will come on and it's like, hey, it's great. It's fun. It's it is great. exciting. And, yeah. you know, they're 20 games under 500. Today, when Rick says that, yeah, he, he's bang on right. Yeah, yep. you're going to have to give right. it to him. He is bang on right. So uh, we'll talk to him about huge week. I mean, how about that? Angels, Red yeah, Sox. Awesome. What a great week of baseball coming up. I think we'll touch in. I think the Seahawks have something cooking, okay. too. They got Perfect. a little news, right, if I'm not mistaken? Yeah, a little guy. Someone's unhappy. Yeah, everyone's unhappy. <laughs> everyone's unhappy. I'm holding out. We, you know what? The three of us should hold out. Yeah. They would, li- li- we would, we would, we'd be gone. <laughs> we'd be gone. They wouldn't care. All right, the Mayor of Maple Valley is next right here on 950 KJ. We'll talk to you tomorrow. No shirt, no shoes, no ties. Anybody like to smoke some pump? I was born to love you. I was born to lick your face. I was born to rub you. But you were born to rub me first. What do you need my dress for? We like to send out a mailer. Mother of mercy, I don't speak Japanese! <laughs>